Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! Uh, Hebrews, as we mentioned last week, this was the author of Hebrews is unknown. And as the uh, Hebrew Greek keyword study Bible suggests or states, the scholars that wrote that research, it says that this was written to reassure believers that their faith in Jesus as the Messiah was secure and legitimate. Is there ever a time, every day, I think, is a new day that we need to be reassured that our faith in Jesus, that he is the Messiah, that he came to seek and save the lost, that it is secure, it is legitimate, that the anchor holds, though the world turns and turns and turns, we are safe in knowing that we can trust Jesus. So let's look at Hebrews 2. This is 2.1 from the New Living Translation. Again, if you are uh, trying to set a habit, develop a goal for this uh, new year, the New Living Translation is a version, a translation of the Bible that is uh, easy to understand. It holds true to the uh, direct interpretation of the Greek and Hebrew. So um, if you're looking, I, I would suggest that you look at this translation. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Well, this is from the English Standard Version. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. And in the New International Version, it says, pay careful attention, therefore, to pay attention to the instruction we've heard. Well, that leads us to a question. Okay, what have we heard? What are we supposed to pay attention to? We go to Romans. This is Romans, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, chapter 10, 13 through 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is what we have heard. This is what has been testified. This is what Christians need to know, but also need to share. We need to live in it and experience it. So our identity is understanding that because we have called in the name of the Lord, we are saved. You can be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Are we as Christians preaching the good news? Do we understand that we have been sent out to display God's love and his faithfulness and his grace and his mercy and his salvation to everyone that we come in contact with? Do we realize that unless they hear the gospel, unless they respond to the Holy Spirit, piercing their soul, unless they respond positively to that conviction, they will be lost in the Bible is very clear on what sin does, and I do my best. I try very hard. I want us to be a local church, a congregation that does not point to say, that is sin, that is sin, that is sin. But we understand that all are sinners, and we point to the Savior. We point to Jesus. Let us point to Jesus during this time. 
Let us understand that we all have been called. We all need to believe. We all need to hear and preach that we all are sent to share the good news of Scripture, of Jesus, early in Romans 10, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you will be saved. Same from such craziness, chaos that's taking place in this world today, but this is eternal life. This is life that goes beyond just living here on earth. This is what we need to understand. Persecution has been happening around the world in a way that is a travesty. We as Christians need to be the defender of the weak, that we need to lift up the widows, that we need to care for the orphans, that we need to live Jesus, even when, or more so, we find ourselves enduring great persecution. From the beginning of time, the Bible has been clear that narrow is a way that leads to salvation. The persecution is going to happen. Blessed are you when people insult you because of me, Jesus said. It's easier. It seems better when people are patting us on the back and lifting us up and making it uh, more comfortable. But God is calling us to live out what we've confessed with our mouth and believe in our heart that he is Lord, that we might know salvation and desire to make it known to everyone. Because without Jesus, there is no hope. So we look back at Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, 2, we find these words, for the message God delivered through the angels has always stood firm and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. We need to understand that how we live matters. We need to realize for the message God delivered, this word message is a logos. This is the word of God. This is Jesus, what he lived, what he spoke, how he died, how he ascended, rose from the dead and ascended and now sits next to Jesus interceding on our behalf. This is the message of hope that we need to share with others. This is a message of God's grace that we need to uh, exemplify and tell others that God God is good, that God is for us. This is the word of God. This is what we need to dive into. This is what we need to pursue. This is what we need to love, have an insatiable appetite to know what God's word says. And that is where our strength comes from, that we can embrace whatever we're going through and say that God has a plan. And it's not just a false hope or a crutch that people lean on, but it's the assurance that we are not alone, that we are following a savior that has a plan for our lives, a plan that will benefit us, even though physically we might feel as though we are going through great trouble and harm. This is the message of God. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? 
Let's read verse 4. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Verse 3. This was first announced by the Lord. It was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Do we understand that we can learn from the witness of others? Do we understand that we can learn and we should be learning from those who have experienced God in a very real and special way. It's been interesting throughout the years, whether it's a youth speaker at a Christian camp or whether it's a motivational speaker at a local public school, you always find those students that say, hey, look, they made it through, so will I. Hey, they live that life of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And look what God's done in their life. He's redeemed them. How foolish that is to think, hey, they made it through. So I want to experience all this filth that I can and know that God's going to redeem me. Yes, God will redeem you. He loves you so much and his grace is big enough and his compassion is strong enough and his salvation goes through anything that we ever could or will experience. But if you know what is harmful, why would you live with that experience? With that quote baggage that God heals, but we still have that toehold that Satan wants to use as a reminder of where he can get in. We must go to Jesus and understand his love that is strong for us. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. God gave us these things so that we would not be frightened or scared or nervous, but he gave us signs and wonders and miracles and gifts that he chose to distribute so that we could testify, we could share of his goodness. I just want to call our attention to um, verse 4, where it says, also testified, the Greek word, you could kind of see it in there, to testify at the same time to testify at the same time that during such hardship, there's great testimony. And I believe it's important that we understand. Uh, you could find the word martyr in the Greek word. I will not try to announce that or pronounce that. I'm just pointing that out. Uh, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8, we find these words, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. This word witness, you will be my testimony, my martyr. You look at scripture and Jesus is saying, even if I call you to be a martyr, even if I call you to give testimony, we will defend our faith because we believe in Jesus that no matter what, we lift up the love and forgiveness, the salvation that only comes from God our Father through His Son Jesus. And that is how we survive. Survive this world. This world that is full of bad, evil, but we as Christians can have abundant life. And God just went so far 
that we might have eternal life. God wants us to know so much that it's not just somebody sharing a story or us reading for ourselves, but God loves us so much that he gave us signs and wonders and miracles, that God wants us to know him, that we cannot explain the supernatural, that God wants us to know his forgiveness, his salvation, that he speaks to us in his, in our sleep. He gives us dreams and visions, that he does things in our lives that reveals his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In verse uh, 4, we find this uh, where the gifts distributed. It's the apportionment. It's not everybody receives the same gifts. It's not that we need to seek certain gifts because we think it means more than others. But God says, okay, for Christmas, we gave a gift to one person that maybe we did not give to another. For somebody else, they give you gave you a gift that they did not give me or they did not give somebody else. They know what we need, what we enjoy, what will benefit us, and who knows more, who knows better than God what we need. Signs, wonders, miracles. God gives us the miraculous. He distributes gifts as he sees fit. He has a plan for our lives that we would go after him. This is Hebrews 2, 5 through 7. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place, the scripture says, What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while, you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Verse 8, you gave them authority over all things. Now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. Nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. This comes from Psalm 8. 4 through 6, Psalm 8, 4 through 6. I won't take the time to read that, but you can read that yourselves. That Psalm uh, Hebrews 2, 5 through 8 is taken from Psalms. Uh, the, um, the writer of Hebrews just uses the Old Testament to reinforce what it is that we are going through, what it is we are talking about. And when it says all things under God's feet, we spoke about this last week in Hebrews 1.13. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Jesus is at rest knowing what chaos we are going through. And sometimes that frustrates us because we think, Jesus, you need to get more riled up. And God is saying, no, I can rest because salvation has already taken place. If you focus on salvation, if you focus on God's love, if you focus on that he came to seek and save the lost and he's called us to equip the saints to do the same, we understand who Jesus is and what he has done. A footstool for your feet, God. That's how he sees our enemies. Hebrews 2.9. What do we see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone, implying that we do not have to taste that death, but we can have 
supernatural, eternal life, salvation in Jesus. The NIV says, but we see Jesus. The English Standard Version says, but we see him, Jesus. At the end of this week, what do we see? Is all that we see, all that we care about, Jesus. Can you say, as we look back at this week, as we look back at last year, as we look into this year, what we do see is Jesus. In the NIV, again, I love how it says, but we see Jesus. What if Jesus is telling us, look to me. What if Jesus is saying in this tumultuous craziness, we see him? What if everything, our focus is so distracted that we want to complain, we want to fight for our right, we think we have this privilege. What if all we cared about is we see Jesus? And because we see Jesus, we can confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. We can preach, we can be sent, we can serve others that they would know Jesus, that they would experience life, that they would believe that their sins are forgiven, that they have been redeemed, that Jesus is for them. But we see him. On this 10th day of January, 2021, may it be said of us that we see Jesus. Open your spiritual eyes, open your physical eyes, open scripture and see Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, God, the God-man, Jesus, the lover of our soul, the one that came to seek and save, the one that gives us great power. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone that we might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus, we thank you so much that you see us and you care for us. May we devote our attention, our focus, our desires, our agenda, our motives. May we declare that we need you to compel us that in all things we might see you and see you alone, to know you, and to make you known. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you would be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.